This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet where uh, professionals from the blogging industry dare talk about things like, you know, dragons, superheroes, space lasers, things like this. I am Dan Selke of WinnersComing.net here in a darkening office in Chicago, and I am joined by my special guest host, Michael Patterson, our fan-sided senior UK correspondent. And Michael, first of all, thanks for being here. Thanks for going to take the Black Live. Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited to be here. Oh, good. I'm glad about that. So <laughs> just uh, what do you do within our little um, fan-sided family? What's your what's your specialty? I am the editor of Band Smack Pie, uh, which covers comic books and superheroes within the fan-sided network. So Marvel, DC, Umbrella Academy, all that kind of stuff. I, I, we cover it. That, that, that's my neck of the woods. <laughs> I love Umbrella Academy, which is perfect because um, right now we're in the midst of fall TV and there's tons to come out every week. The Wheel of Time came out. Kimmy Book came out. We got The Witcher coming out. We got um, Boba Fett book coming out. And I wanted to have you on because of your superhero expertise. I'm sure you will have a great insight into a new program currently streaming on Disney Plus called Hawkeye. Imagine mm-hmm. if you took the lamest Avenger, kind of the other one, um, and gave him his own show. They did that. And we're three episodes in. And I wanted to just kind of get your opinion, just kind of kick it around with you a bit. Um, what do we think of this show? Is it worth watching? Does it stand up to the other Marvel programs we've already been out? Because they put out, how many are they on now for like the year 2021 of our Lord? Is this including the animated one, which Go people ahead, kind included. of do and don't. Yeah, five, I think this is the fifth. The fifth one in one yeah. year? Yeah. They have. <laughs> Spoiled us. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, hey, everybody for watching. Got some comments already. Hey, Julie. Hey, Christian. Julie asked if you're going to talk about Britannia, which is her favorite show. Um, I'll let you field that one, Michael. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm open to talking about anything. It's like, is, is, uh, have you heard of Britannia? It's an Amazon yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm familiar with it. I've never actually watched it from start through finish, but yes, I've seen the advertisements. I've watched the trailer. I keep promising Julie I will, and I, it's, it's, I, <laughs> I, I, I just get so busy. But we are talking about Hawkeye, definitely. So I guess first things first. Michael, are you enjoying this as someone who is steeped in Marvel? Are you liking the Hawkeye series starring Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, uh, Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop? They have bow and arrows. They're fighting uh, gangsters. Are you liking the show? It's been an interesting journey uh, to where I am at the moment. Uh, Yes, the answer now is yes. I do enjoy it a lot. Um, Originally, I was not excited about it because like... Everyone says Hawkeye is an interesting character, but because he's not an interesting character, um, he uh, of all the Avengers, 
he had the potential to be the most badass and I'm not sure that ever came across whenever they took the time to explore him. So I was really interested to see how they could give him the story. I wanted him to have a story. Oh, God knows he's deserved it. He's been around long enough. But <laughs> I always wondered what it would look like. And I think a series was a better idea for him than a movie. But I, we were all looking, Miss Marvel was supposed to be the last series of this year. Right. And then it got pushed to next year and suddenly Hawkeye took a slot and everyone was like, what's going on there? And now I can see why, because it's a Christmas theme show. And when the oh, trailer yeah. dropped and showed the Christmas theme, I was like, okay, now, now you've got me. Now, and I think that added a whole lot of character to it. It's not perfect, but where we're at at the moment, I am enjoying it a lot. I like complaining more than praising things. So let me zero in on that. What do you think is not perfect about it? I thought it was the first episode. I felt the pacing was a little bit off because... Yeah. It didn't get the balance right between both characters. And I think the reason why is because it focused more on Kate Bishop. And I think that was, thematically, that was right because I already find her the more interesting of the two characters. She's fine. Yeah, Uh, she's fine. Exactly. Um, So it made sense, but it was a little bit jarring going into that and just, it was fine. Obviously, the introduction, you needed to understand who she was as a character. And it was all great, but it was very heavy, leaned, leaned very heavily towards her. So that when it when it did the like more heavy or Hawkeye stuff, because he had a lot going on in that first episode. I'm not sure all of it was explored in in the detail it did. But when they kind of came together and clashed in the second one, I thought the balance was brilliant. That, uh, that the second episode really got it right. I did like the first part where we kind of learned about Kate Bishop's past and we saw mm-hmm. her watch the Battle of New York or whatever. And the end, just um, I need a bow and arrow, just a kind of a, a very charming line of, yeah. I want to go fight crime. What do you need? Bow and arrow. It's just <laughs> a, 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 a good combination of like um, camp, but also it's serious and also it's badass. Um, well, I think one of the other reasons that they are focusing on Kate Bishop so much, and this is, um, I always have conspiracy theories about Marvel stuff in particular. They're setting her up to be some kind of mainstay hero, right? I mean, I, I feel like they're fronting her really hard and kind of making it kind of her show. It's called Hawkeye, but it feels mm-hmm. like a Bishop show um, because they have a long game, right? They wanted to stick around, right? They wanted to be in movies, right? They wanted to have Funkos, right? All that stuff. <laughs> All of the above. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, this this is maybe the first to say ever. I don't think it'll be the last. We've, there's been long been rumors, particularly since the Disney Plus show started, that their long game is to build towards like Young Avengers. And she was one of the fan favorite characters. Sure. And. Uh, I think that's clear now because of all the potential Young Avengers that have been introduced in the last year or so. She's clearly, like it's only been a couple of episodes and she clearly feels like it's like she's risen to the front as the, the, the most enjoyable character. So you can definitely see why the, the show leans towards her because she just imbues it with such life. And I do I do agree that Hawkeye needs more, himself needs more of a exploration. And I do think we're starting to get that as the series goes on. And I think that will benefit it as well. But it's really nice just out of the gate to get to this like youth and vibrancy that you never really expected to get from the show on paper. Yeah. Renner does, it, 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 it is giving like serious, um, I'm too old for this crap kind of uh, <laughs> vibes, like uh, on, on purpose, but like he, he, he's so world weary. He's so like, fine, I'll get captured by the tracksuit mafia. Fine, I'll uh, help this girl out. Fine, I'll get this suit. It's always like very kind of like dragging himself into it. I mean, it works, but um. It, it it does feel like they're trying to set him up for, 
and now this is your right off into the sunset and mm-hmm. I, I can just i can just see the finale where there's some kind of oh my god he hands her his bow and arrow or something and um she takes it reverently and then she's framed against the setting sun in a new york skyline and then it like uh zooms out and then there's a post-credit sequence uh, involving her next adventure or something. I can see it. I can see it right now. Yeah, I, I can see it going a similar route like that. Kind of like the whole Batman Beyond kind of thing. The aged Bruce Wayne passes the mantle on to someone else in oh, the yeah. end. Um, uh, I can definitely see it taking a similar route to that because he's definitely, he's fallen he's fallen into the uh, like unwilling mentor role very, very well. And <laughs> as, as you usually see with shows like this, as it goes on, he's like come slightly more willing. You even seen that in the third episode. He's becoming slightly more willing. The bond course, is yeah. growing. And uh, by the end, he, he, like, he is getting more and more impressed with her. I know she's very, very goofy and very, very funny, but she's starting to hold her own very well. Yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. It, it make a good pair. By the way, just let's do a quick comment break here. Yeah. Um, Christian likes the diehard feel. I do think it, 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 it's sort of it's sort of unique. Um, I mean, it, it's not. Marvel shows are weird because they are all different. They all have kind of the things that connect them. But yeah, if 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 Loki is like the take on Doctor Who, and it's like kind of out there, wild, crazy, and WandaVision was a tribute to sitcoms. This does have a more grounded, uh, I'm not going to say Martin Scorsese, but like like more um, street level view of things. It is fun. Die Hard's a good comparison, like a ragtag guy going up against a bunch of terrorists. And I do like those, not terrorists, I do like those gangsters. They're actually pretty funny, the way they say, bro. Is that a comic thing? Are you a comic person, by the way? I am, but I've never read this series. I've been trying to get you read more about it, so I obviously know what I'm talking about. But um, uh I do believe Bro was a regular thing in the comics. Maybe I got that wrong, but I'm pretty sure I read that recently that uh, that they, they, they had a role to play in the comics, and the Bro was definitely their catchphrase. It's funny. It's funny. I like it. <laughs> I, I like people saying Bro in Russian accents over and over to each other. I think it's very funny. Uh, what else we got? Um, I love Game of Thrones, says Julie. I did. I mean, I just like being negative, Julie. I think it's more satisfying and and feeds my soul more. And get my mic right. Is my mic not right? If if, you, if my mic is wrong, tell me, you guys. I'm also pretty impressed with the action. I'm like, that last episode, the third one today, when it went from a battle in the warehouse, I liked the bit where he was like under the ball pit. They had a lot of fun. And then the into a car chase involving exploding arrows, goo arrows, windshield wiping arrows, sticker arrows. That that was a lot of money up on the screen. Um, yeah. What do you think of this stuff? Are these are these fights convincing you? Because it's always hard, right? Because you always have to say, "How do we make the arrow people look cool?" Yeah, and uh, it's funny that the, uh, the word arrows reminded me. I think it, it definitely it's like the way the, the DC shows they're, they're not as versatile as like the Marvel ones have proven to be. But like each one, you'd get something different. And arrow arrow itself was always relied on physical fights and I like the way sure. Hawkeye obviously has a much bigger budget but it's definitely it's brought that into it in the fact that it, 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 a big part of it is the physical action and that's one of my favourite things about the more grounded heroes in that too much CGI is a bad thing so sometimes let's focus on the action instead and I really mm-hmm. like it when they go grounded with the physical action and like this yeah. one and it really worked with because it got Hawkeye's like goofy a tone it's like it was really like ambitious over the top and it just didn't stop like the bulk of that episode was probably the fight scene and it was just so good it was a long it was long it lasted a long time <laughs> there was like half the damn thing yeah. I was impressed I kept it going that long and then they do know how to slow down and kind of have a funny little scene in the train or something. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's going down easy. 
By the way, um, Christian asks, DC shows, lol. What do you mean by DC <laughs> shows, Michael? Explain what, what you're talking about. Because again, Michael is a superhero expert, people. He is versed in Marvel. He is versed in DC, the Umbrella Academy. I'm sure there are others out there. What are the DC shows and where do they fit into kind of this bigger superhero conversation that's happening all the time now in Hollywood? Well, I feel like the, the conversation has kind of changed the tide in recent years because the Marvel shows have basically brought movies to the small screen. That's but true. I don't I don't think we can talk about superheroes on TV without acknowledging the DC shows. And by that, I mean the Arrowverse shows, because uh-huh. after Smallville ended, Arrow was the first show, first real DC. And you can include Smallville in that group if you want. Which is also a DC show. Was, <laughs> so yeah. uh, it was a long ass time ago. Exactly. Arrow started in 2012 and it birthed The Flash, which then birthed Supergirl, which then birthed Legends of Tomorrow, which then birthed Batwoman, which then birthed Superman at Lost. And the list goes on. So <laughs> it, it, it's hard to talk about. I don't, but obviously we had the old classic superhero TV phase of the 70s Wonder Woman, the 60s Batman, but we've never Spider-Man. really had this. Exactly. We've never really had this kind of Superman renaissance yeah. or super superhero renaissance. Uh, until now and like I don't like, obviously the Netflix Marvel Netflix shows came up in the middle of that as well I do think yeah. I'm not saying they're directly responsible but I do think superheroes on TV is not as regular a thing as you think it should have been they've always been a presence in the movies but yeah. other than the 60s Batman 70s Wonder Woman Spider-Man series all of that they have of course animated TV is different but you've never really had this re- superhero renaissance until this mm-hmm. last decade and if you really look back at it there's a debate whether Smallville or Arrow is responsible for it, but either one of them, either one of them started a trend and like it's still going today. I'm not saying like Marvel probably would have found a way to do it in the end, but like <laughs> at the end of the day, not uh, until these Marvel shows came out, no shared universe on TV compared to this Arrow, the Arrow, what the Arrowverse built. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. When did Arrow start? 2012, I think. Yeah, 2012. So the MCU was like kind of in its first steps or like kind of along the way a bit by then. I don't really think about that, that um, this DC universe kind of developed in tandem with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And do you think Marvel is successfully stealing DC's lunch? Because we just said they have five shows in the space of one year. And a lot of them have gotten a lot of coverage. Like WandaVision was covered like crazy it was kind of quieter since then, honestly. But um, they're definitely building out their own universe. Should DC be scared or take inspiration from this stuff? Or are they going to hold their own? I genuinely think they're both learning from each other as they go along. Because, like, I don't, I don't know whether one directly influenced the other. But, like, Marvel is now owning, I, I say television. It's not really television. It's streaming television. But you get it's the point. <laughs> exactly. Um, but like, I'm not sure we've ever, of course we'd have reached the stage of streaming because of Netflix, but I'm not sure superheroes would have had such a presence on streaming services if they weren't successful on television first. And oh sure. And then the way Marvel then did things, DC then tried to copy Marvel with the universe thing and the movie universe, and that didn't work out well. So now they've gone back to separating it. Like, of course, they've kept like Wonder Woman and all around, but they're kind of doing their own thing instead of building towards some kind of like Avengers style get together the way just after Justice League flopped. Um, so they're not really doing that again. I'm sure maybe they will down the line, but that's not the end game right now. Whereas Marvel's continuing to build their universe, but now since they've done. Avengers Endgame, 
they get to be a bit more playful and slow about it. And I think DC yeah. starting off to be more playful because they're making use of HBO Max. And it, it, it's hard to get, it, it is hard to keep up with the DC universes because they have so many of them. There's the Titans one on the HBO yes. Max, which is primarily DC universe. Stargirl, which is kind of related to the Arrowverse, but isn't related to the Arrowverse. The Arrowverse itself. And then all the DCEU TV shows that are coming out starting from next year with Peacemaker and that. So DC is really going to town on the whole exploration of streaming services, whereas Marvel is just keeping it directly related to the MCO. But I do think as they go on and see what works and doesn't, they yeah. are learning from each other. I didn't think about that. Yeah, they do have a lot of different DCs of going on, don't they? Whereas the MCU, <laughs> it's all one thing technically. And I will say they've done a good job of like keeping, like you could probably watch Hawkeye and not have watched much else in the MCU and follow along. Can I ask you this? Oh, let's be like some comments here, get some stuff. Nicole is enjoying it, like in Hawkeye, so it develops. It's fun. Like, I have this theory that, like, Marvel shows are almost, they're, they're, they're never bad, like movies mm-hmm. or shows. My problem is more that, like, they're not great as often as I want them to be, but they, they, they have, like, a floor. They never fall below. They're mm-hmm. at least always competent, which is which I respect. And Christian says, will we get Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. going again? And he also loves you going on your rant. <laughs> I, I will defend DC and Marvel to the end. But, um, uh, well, what's the point then? Like, if, <laughs> well, who would you choose, Michael? The whole point of Superior Stuff is Marvel versus DC. You have to choose one. <laughs> well, um, no, I've always, growing, growing up, DC was always my thing. But That's I right. can see that Marvel is doing things better on the cinema oh, front, yeah. at least. Is it, you can't deny that. Um, like what they've done with the NCO, the, the closest thing DC ever accomplished to that was the Arrowverse on TV. And they can't seem to re- recreate that success on the big screen. I do yeah. think maybe in 10 years from now, they will have with all these standalone yeah. films, but it's taken a while to get there. Before we move on, um, let me just ask you this. Where do you see Hawkeye kind of falling in the rapidly expanding Marvel Disney Plus TV show bundle. To me, WandaVision is still the show to beat, even all like all these months later. I, I'm not sure they've really topped it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really see this topping it either. I'm being completely honest with you. But what do you think? I uh, totally agree with what about what WandaVision. I don't think it it was a stroke of genius. Really and was. I don't I don't know if they'll ever top that. Maybe that's the funny case of starting too strong, but like it's a good place to start. Um, I Haw- Hawkeye surprised me because, and I knew it would after the trailer because I think adding that festive feel kind of imbued yeah. something, a bit of interest in it. I don't know. Maybe we'll look at watch. Maybe if you rewatch it during the summer, it won't look as nice. But like it's it's just it's genius. The fact that it feels like a Christmas show. It is a Christmas show, and it, it, it it's not just like it's not just like a Christmas episode. I think that adds like it's it definitely like a big budget. It kind of got like that diehard jingle all the way kind of feel about it yeah, of those absolutely. classic '90s Christmas movies. Um, and I think that really in, influences the plot as well. And it's just it's a lot of fun. It's like like kind of like a lethal weapon buddy comedy kind of vibe about it. And I I mean I'm interested. Each show, each show I had the occasional gripes with. One division is the only one I didn't. Mm. I 
Hawkeye's the most enjoyable so far. So I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not going to judge it to its highest standard. But you can see what they did in one division was really complex, whereas this is just having fun. And I appreciate that. And maybe, I think maybe Loki kind of outsmarted itself occasionally. It was very, <laughs> very funny and very enjoyable and very smart. But I think maybe sometimes they pushed it too far. So of all of them, I don't think this will be last. I still haven't decided what's last yet. But because this is so enjoyable, oh, I'm going to give it a pass. I was, wasn't going to say that. <laughs> it feels like a Marvel movie that was had too much time on its hands. So um, I just don't like nothing really stuck out to me about it. Like it's the one that easily fades in the memory the quickest. And I don't quite know why, but uh, yeah, it, it, it does for me. The others all have a bit of like a hook that I'm more hooked into. This one, yeah, comedy, buddy comedy, Die Hard. Yeah, I, I, I'm liking it a lot, and I'm always a little resentful that. Every Marvel movie and TV series is set up for the next one. But, I mean, they're always good. So, I guess I just didn't complain. Yeah, I know. You can't argue with that. Uh, even, even even the occasional issues here and there don't take away from just how overly enjoyable they are. Yeah. As Nicole says, uh, I agree. WandaVision has been the best, but they all have a very different feel to them. And Christian says, Loki needs to be discussed. We did, Christian. <laughs> we talked about it all on the earlier episodes. We talked about it. It'll be back. It'll be back for second season. It's the whole, I think it's the only one that has second season so far. Um, yeah. It'll come back around. Don't you worry. All right, uh, Michael, any other thoughts or any thoughts from anyone out there on Hawkeye, the MCU, superheroes in general? Before we go on another topic. I just wanted to say that uh, I know I've already said it before, but it's just it surprised me. And I'm, I'm glad it did because I wasn't Good. that interested in Hawkeye. I wanted to be interested in Hawkeye, but what we've seen from him so far hasn't been amazing. And of course, there's that whole like Black Widow versus Hawkeye Avengers Endgame debate over what, what should have happened in that scene. Um, but uh I, it surprised me, and I think this is some of Jeremy Renner's best work in the MCU so far. He's, he has a lot of dra- dramatic stuff to work with, but more importantly, he's brilliant at the comedy, so I'm really excited to see where it goes. And putting him next to Haley Steinfeld, I mean, obviously, yeah, that, 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 that yeah. was a really good move. I mean, it's a dynamic that has been done a lot, like yeah. motor mouth next to stoic person, but I mean, it, it, it's, it's never, it, 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 it's hard to miss with it. So yeah, looking forward to it. Like the energy. I'll keep watching it. I think it's um it, it's up on my list of uh, Marvel shows that I've seen so far. All right. So leaving behind the MCU, going to another budding potential cinematic universe if HBO has its way. I wanted to briefly touch on some Game of Thrones news because Game of Thrones podcast started out as one. And we keep our we keep our fingers on the pulse of what's going down. Um, and how familiar are you with Game of Thrones and all the attendant crap, by the way, Michael? I'm quite familiar with Game of Thrones. I say uh, crap colloquially, by the way. Oh, yeah. Of judgment. <laughs> um, uh, you can't live in Northern Ireland and not know anything about Game of Thrones. Um, uh, 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 everyone I know watched it and I started watching it at one point, but life got in the way because I was at university at the time. But like, I think everybody I know has watched it and I did start watching it, but it was around the time the final season came out and then everyone started going off it. I think mm, maybe I shouldn't keep up with this. Um, uh, but I'm very familiar with the concept, very familiar with the characters. I just didn't keep watching it and I probably should go back to it at some point. Ah, if you have the time, sure. Go away, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, HBO right now is trying. I mean, because they saw what Marvel did, everybody's trying to do their own cinematic mm-hmm. universe right now. Um, HBO is no exception. They have a couple of Game of Thrones spinoffs in the works. 
The, the big one is House of the Dragon, which is going to be a dragon versus dragon civil war, a thing, whole thing. That, that, that could be pretty fun. Um, and we're not sure if they're only going to do the one and they have like a bunch of others in development that may or may not happen. But we just heard to or the other day that HBO did hire a writer to adapt a second spinoff based on George R.R. R. Martin's The Tales of Duncan Egg. Name is Steve Conrad. He's done movies like Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. You have Walter Mitty with uh, who is in that one again? Ben Stiller. That's the one. Some TV shows. And I know I'm going to guess you're not familiar with Tales of Duncan Egg, right? Mm, no. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to try and summarize and see if I can sell you on it. Go okay. Far. So Game of Thrones whole thing was this big sort of epic sprawling characters everywhere in different places battle for the throne. It was very high stakes. Characters dying in every other episode. That was the whole thing about it. You know, brothers sleeping with sisters and kids pushed out of windows. Um, will the woman with Just the, the dragon... Just the first episode. <laughs> that's for, yeah, that, 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 that's immediate. And it just gets worse from there. You will die in a weddings. Will the dragon lady burn everybody? It was a very intense show mm-hmm. that w- we were also invested because we wanted to see, like, who wins this very high stakes game. Okay, Tales of Duncan Egg is a series of novellas by the guy who wrote Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin, um, set around like 100 years before it. So it's a prequel series. And to me, the thing that's cool about that, opposed to Game of Thrones, is that the stakes are way, 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 way lower. So it's about a large, kind of stupid knight named uh, Duncan the Tall, Dunk, and his squire, who is a Targaryen princeling. Like on the, he, he, he's... he's Part of the royal family, but he's like way down the line of session. Nobody cares what he does. Uh, named Egon Egg. And they basically team up and go on adventures. It's kind of like uh, they're walking around Westeros, having kind of um, interacting with tourneys and solving like local disputes between kind of um, noble people who have like long running feuds. It's a lighter show. It's as light as Game of Thrones show gets. Um, it, it's not as brutal. It's not as vicious. They're both good-hearted people, basically, whereas in Game of Thrones, a lot of the characters, I mean, there were some good people. There were also some really, really sucky people who um, kind of made it go. So I like the idea of this show because it's Game of Thrones with a different tone, kind of like Hawkeye's The Marvel Cinematic Universe with a more comedic thing. This would be Game of Thrones, but what if um, we were a little gentler? What if we were a little lighter? What if it was not quite as um, death is at stake every single minute? Um, and the characters are fun. Cause, I mean, again, frankly, it's another it's another odd couple thing. It's another kind of dumb, yeah. strong idiot with a good heart paired with motor mouth, um, intelligent child who sort of uh, interprets for him. And they go around Westeros solving problems. Michael, would you watch it? <laughs> I think a good good time to bring it up when we're talking about Hawkeye. <laughs> I think that actually sounds really, really good. And I I I think. In order to spin off something as monumental as Game of Thrones, I actually think that's a really clever idea because in this day and age when spinoffs are a thing, mm-hmm. a lot of them you need to have seen the original in order to understand the spinoff. And that sounds like maybe not so much. No, it's 100 years before it's... Game of Thrones. So you literally exactly. cannot meet anybody from the show. Exactly. And then with the other one, House of the Dragon, that, that sounds like... That's even further dragon... back. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. 200 years. But that one is much closer... It, to the tone. Like that one is of course, yeah. a war over the throne. Everyone's killing each other. Family versus families. More uh, relative uh, sex uh, and more um, violence. Yeah, that sounds like 
that I know it's a prequel, but that that sounds like the direct sequel. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is kind of like this is this album Duncan Egg sounds like a bit like an offshoot that I don't want to say yeah. nobody talks about, but it's like canon, but could not be canon at the same time. Uh, that sounds like oh, it's, it's more. Oh yeah, but it sounds like it has more creative freedom, sure. more enjoy. It, it would, you yeah. can enjoy it more, and that definitely sounds like something. That, even if you didn't like how Game of Thrones ended, you could definitely tune into something like that. So yeah, I definitely think I, I would ha- happily give that a try. It sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, cool. Yeah, I like the idea of this show. I, I I do kind of hope that they might stop with this. Like, I don't want it to be overexposed. I that 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 that, that that's Marvel's thing. Um, I wonder if uh, they could just like have two shows might be enough. But again, everyone wants a million shows on one. So, so, so we'll see what they do. As Julie says, really glad they are looking to do Dunkin' Egg. I am too, Julie. And again, they have a writer. So it, it's happening. It's real. It's not just like we're thinking about it, maybe. So, yeah. Um, good for you, HBO. Hope you do it well. We'll be looking out in the next couple of years to see what happens on all these things. All right. We're moving along here. What a good episode to take the Black Lab this has been. Um, Michael, let's go to a new segment. Well, not a new segment, a segment we have every single week called What Are You Watching? This is question is for you, for you viewers out there in internet land, and for myself. Michael, beyond Hawkeye, obviously, you watch anything on TV lately? And what do you think of it? I'm watching a lot. It's all in genre, comes with the territory. And yeah. um, uh, the, the, the eighth season of The Flash just started, um, and I've been watching that. And I have to say, it's a major improvement over the seventh season so far. Cool. Um, they're doing a five-episode event crossover. Well, it's as close to a crossover as you can do in COVID times with other shows. So, like, secondary characters from Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow are popping up at, at times. Even the new Batwoman, who's fantastic, has popped up in it as well. So, it, I think that's a very good way of starting because they don't have many episodes this year. So, that was a very nice way of starting the eighth season, especially after the last one was very divisive and I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy it. So, I think this is a major improvement. Um, I've been watching uh, the new seasons of all of those shows so uh, as well as Riverdale as well on CW (laughs) uh, it's doing a five episode event as well and it's just absolutely bonkers uh, so they're doing it. They're finally using this. I don't know if it's canon or not. No one knows. If it's can- Nobody knows anything about Riverdale. We've been asking that for the last five years. Um, uh, it's to finally doing the crossover with Chilling Adventures of Sabrina that everyone was waiting for. So uh, Kieran and Shipka, who played Sabrina, is finally popping up in the show. So uh, that happens next week. So that's been very enjoyable. It's very bonkers, and I don't really know what to make of it. But like, <laughs> if you turn your head off, it's really, really enjoyable. And then. Uh, the, the new seasons of Batwoman, Legends of Smart, Supergirl just finished its run forever. So that was quite sad. Um, so it's like, it's it's an interesting era. Fall TV for me started during the summer and it's kept going. Um, so <laughs> it just, it doesn't stop. Uh, and then I'm preparing, I'm doing a rewatch of Superman at Lois. It finally starts over in the UK uh, this weekend. So um, I'm doing a rewatch of that in preparation for the new season starting in January. So I don't have, I, I don't watch and I don't have time to watch an awful lot of shows outside of the genre, but in genre, I watch everything. Can I ask you this? Like all those DC shows, um, could I watch like just one and still keep up? Like if I wanted to watch like Batwoman, would I have to watch like The Flash and Legends Tomorrow 2 to understand because they're also interconnected or, or are they kind of their own? The later the show goes on, the less need. Sorry, the later the show starts, the less need to watch the older ones. Batwoman was very disconnected from the rest of them, except they always did the crossover, like the ninth episode of each series. So, oh, like, that's nice. the Flash season five, episode nine, would crossover with Supergirl. 
Girls season four, episode nine, which would then cross over with Batwoman season one, episode nine. So if you skip the ninth episode of each show, you don't need to watch the you don't need to watch oh, the uh, nice. the other shows. Um, occasionally they have a big crossover like Crisis on Infinite Earths, which affected the continuity, and they use that, that as an excuse to, yeah they use that as an excuse to rewrite things they didn't like in the past. So, uh, so it's, it's easy, it's an easy rewrite. Um, but then Superman at Lois, which uses the same super Superman and Lois that popped up in Supergirl feels completely disconnected. It is a series, it is, it is an Arrowverse series and it is connected to the rest of them. But other than a cameo from Arrow's John Diggle, no one else has popped up in the show yet. They did, haven't even mentioned Supergirl, even though her and Superman were like best of buddies. Um, they are cousins after all. Um, but sure. uh, it, it's since it's doing the big budget HBO Max thing, it's not really connected to them at all, even though no. it is connected. We just don't talk about it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's the easiest one to watch with that base. Thus far, it hasn't really made any connections to the rest of the shows yet. I'm sorry. And that's um, Superman and Lois? Yeah. yeah that, well, that is that the one that like I thought looked the most interesting to me. Like I might actually watch that one. I'm, I'm, I'm not watching them all, but um, that one looks the most interesting to me. I, yeah, I, I have seriously considered watching it. Would you recommend it? Definitely, definitely. Um, I don't listen to the naysayers, but as as the, the years go on, the Arrowverse gets more and more criticism because sure. the quality of the shows are decreasing. But okay. even the even the majority of the naysayers love Superman at Lois, and I do too, because it is one it's one of the best adaptations of Superman I've ever seen, and it finally does something fresh with it. I don't want to say Superman's not a tired old character, but like we've seen every version <laughs> of the story over and over and over again. Right. This does something different with it, and the writing is really mature. The production values, not quite MCU level, but they are movie-worthy, so it, 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 this is the one DC really took seriously. It's a shame cool. it took them long to take the arrow over seriously but like it's it's an exceptional series hey there's like a narrative on twitter now that people want to bring back um zach snyder superman like i saw some people saying like the best for superman ever and i'm like i thought everyone hated that first superman that when it was happening but time heals all wounds i guess yeah. <laughs> and uh changes things around uh dex uh, christian is watching dexter of course dexter new blood the revived talked about that with natalie a couple weeks ago um, and also, you're watching Star Blazers, Christian, a 1970s animated sci-fi show. How's that going? Enjoying it? Did you, like, not watch it? Are you watching it for the first time, Christian? Or um, reliving memories? And Julie is watching The Great British Bake Off. Can't go wrong with that. Do you do you guys like The British Bake Off in the United Kingdom? Or do we just flip over it? It's always on and it does. It seems like a, it is a very popular show. I was shocked to see how well it was received across the world because we mm. have a lot of shows like that over here. Of course, it's considered the be all and end all and the main one, but it's definitely, it's been, it's been received incredibly well across the world. Yeah, people love it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I will say it is rather tense for a show about like, can you get the frosting right on the gingerbread house? <laughs> yeah. Like I am, I I I, I am uh, weirdly invested in whether it's oh my god, it's gonna go home or not. And watch the session. Sorry, high stakes cooking. High, very high stakes baking, not cooking <laughs> baking. Oh, there's a whole different show for that. Uh, for the walking dance session. Them. Sorry, <laughs> many of them. Many of them. Uh, and the wheel of time, which I'm watching too. The wheel of time is really really good. Um, have you heard of that one? The new Amazon big fantasy special mm, show? Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. But yeah, I, I mean, you every, can because you have a thousand shows to walk about. But it's really good. <laughs> I'm enjoying that yeah. big, flashy, not at all uh, Game of Thrones ripoff um, program. It is good. It is solid. I'm liking it. And I've seen the next episode. So, Julie, I think it gets better, especially um, as it goes along. Paul Hollywood has the best eyes, says Julie. <laughs> yeah, he can pierce into your soul with those things, can't he? 
All right. And finally, we have one more segment left. It's been a lot of fun. Let's run it on down. The <laughs> Wick News Lightning Round, where we go over a succession of stories we didn't have time to fit into the main show and give our 20-second no less, no more reactions to them. Okay. Uh, it's your first time playing the game, Michael, so I'm going to start with I ask you a quest. No, wait. Is that right? How do I arrange this? Um, yes, I'm going to ask you a question first. You have 20 seconds on the clock, and then you will ask me the next one on it. We go back and forth until we have exhausted the <sighs> list. Michael, are you ready? I am very ready. Okay. <sighs> Michael, Sony is planning another Spider-Man trilogy with Tom Holland after No Way Home. What do you think? This seemed inevitable because yeah. everyone was worried about what would happen with Spider-Man within the, the relationship between the Marvel and Sony and Tom Holland is so popular. And after like No Way Home is nearly generating as much interest as Avengers Endgame did. So yeah. like it's it's impossible. Like you can't just end it with that, especially when he's become such a part of the shared universe. You can't just rip him out of it. So I do think it, it seemed inevitable at this point. And I'm happy about it. You are a fast talker. This is a, this is a great thing for this. Okay. Hit me. <laughs> Uh, J.R.R. Token estate has shut down the Lord of the Rings cryptocurrency called J.R.R. Token. Okay, I've got to give respect. If you're going to make a non-approved, non-licensed Lord of the Rings themed cryptocurrency, J.R.R. Token is a pretty good name. I do think that's pretty funny. Um, of course, I shut it down. Like, cryptocurrency is so weird because, like, it, it's it, it's so wild west that people feel entitled to just make a thing. There's a Dracarys Game of Thrones cryptocurrency out there happening. <laughs> I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff we can get into. Cryptocurrency, man, it's weird. All right, um, more superhero stuff. Michael, HBO Max started filming its Batgirl movie. Interested? I am. Batgirl has always been one of my most favorite and most underrated comic book characters. So it's nice to see that she's finally headlines. I always thought a TV show would work better for that character, but I'm very excited yeah. to see where the movie goes. It is related to the DCEU, which and is very hard to keep up with that with all the HBO Max spinoff movies. That's but the yes, old, I'm very like, excited. Justice League part, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. It is going to be hard. Okay, good. This is intense. <laughs> okay. The Game of Thrones studio tour opens on February 4th. Actually, you probably knew this. Game of Thrones studio tour in Northern Ireland, uh, Bainbridge, Corbett Bainbridge. Do you know where that is? I shouldn't ask no, this. It's I like know off it. Yeah, I know off it. That's a badass. I know the but game. Yeah, um, in Corbett Bainbridge, Northern Ireland, they're going to open a Game of Thrones museum, basically. Sets, costumes, props, gift shop. Uh, 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 the fake stonework, the whole works, um, I guess, to kind of uh, honor the show's legacy in Northern Ireland. And then they're hiring, too. So if you want to go be a, a tour guide, anyone yeah. listening, uh, feel free. OK, I don't know if, th if this one actually fits you, but I, I thought it was funny. Uh, Nicolas Cage is going to play Dracula in a comedy movie called Renfield. Any reaction at all? Or do you not like this in, in, the, in, the, in the least? I think that sounds like. It's so jarring, and it, like, it could be a work of genius. Um, yeah, Nicholas Cage is such like an intense actor, and he hasn't been in that many mainstream things recently. So to see him in this kind of role, like he's so intense as a performer, I think he could absolutely nail it. I'm really intrigued by that. I am too, and it's supposed to be a funny thing, which kind of plays into his recent thing of being like, kind of a uh, so bad it's good. Okay, we're done. I can't. I can't go. <laughs> okay. Okay, Dan. Um, Amazon says The Wheel of Time is its biggest premiere of 2021. What do you think? It does. Okay, Wheel of Time. Okay, they're sinking a lot of money into this show because they want it to be a Game of Thrones level, talked about everywhere success. Uh, and they've pushed it. 
And I think it shows that there is still appetite for this kind of epic fantasy stuff. You know, you wonder if like one show, it's like kind of there and over and the trend is done. But it looks like folk aren't done wanting to see a big thing. Okay. <laughs> Buzzer. All right. <clears throat> no superhero thing. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, best name of show business, blames the six week Doctor Strange reshoot, Doctor Strange 2, on uh, COVID issues. Is he covering for terrible plot problems or is it accurate? I remember when I first came out and everything, oh God, oh God, oh God, it's going to be terrible. Um, it, because the movie's got like so many, much riding on it, kind of like Spider-Man. Sure. Like it could go either way. Spider-Man looks to be going the right way, so I don't know about Doctor Strange. Um, it's it's not that out of the ordinary for a show to like yeah. delay or more reshoots or anything because of what's happening at the moment. It could it could be either one, but I believe him. <laughs> Good for you, you trusting gentleman. <laughs> Okay. Um, Netflix has announced the release date for a bunch of shows, including Vikings Valhalla, which comes out on February 25th. Yeah, um, it's a bunch. It was like Umbrella Kevin said it's going to come out in 2022. Uh, Vikings Valhalla is... I I just love talking about this because Netflix, Vikings is a big show on history. And then for the sequel series, it's not on history, it's on Netflix. They just swooped it and got it. Didn't Um, get that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they couldn't afford it, I guess. It should be pretty big because the first show was had a giant fan base and they're, and they're swinging big. I feel like we're I feel like I'm really getting things out. OK, I'll admit this last one. I kind of had a, I, I didn't really there wasn't really anything else to uh, report on. So I'm just going to ask this and see what happens. Um, so first of all, there's a TV show about the evil murderous doll Chucky that it, it exists. And the, and people love it because I'm making a second season. What do you think, Michael? <laughs> I'm very intrigued in that series. I haven't watched it yet. Um, but uh, no, I think that's, that, it's not surprising. It's been like a big talk, topic of conversation recently. Is it really? And yeah, I, I, well, uh, the circles I've been checking out, it's chanting every night it's on. Um, yeah. And I, I like, I've never watched the movies, but I do think I'd be interested in the TV show. Story, show. I've always been more of a horror series person than a horror movie. So I definitely check it out. This was good. I mean, uh, we didn't come close to getting in the time limits on this. Um, we're both kind of fast talkers, I think. And we were um, not up to the past 20 seconds. Some folk come on there. I remember one, uh, Corey Smith came on here and like I asked him a question. He was like, what do I think of this? It's like, it's good. Just like for the next 18 seconds. But um, <laughs> everyone plays the game differently. Um, this was a lot of fun. Uh, Julie says, no. Is that because they're making a Chucky series, Julie? Or for another reason? Oh, because it's been renewed. <laughs> okay, it's been renewed. Possibly. <laughs> All right. This is a very fun episode. Michael, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, as you all know out there, this is Take the Black Live. We have new episodes every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Winners Coming a Facebook page and the Winners Coming a YouTube page. And we're also available in downloadable form through iTunes, Google Play, wherever podcasts are available. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Michael, thanks for having this. A lot of fun. Come on, whatever you want. And we will see you all on the flip side. Signing off. Thank you. Thank Good you. night. This podcast is brought to you by Fansider. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.